This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is the Dumbbells, the personal fitness podcast where we, I'm Eugene Cordero. And me, I'm Ryan Stanger, have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is solely based on our own working experience and a little bit of brass change. So please keep in your mind that we're not, never claim to be doctors. No, shh. We're just a couple of dumbbells who love ourselves some fitness and want to help you with yours. And the shelp can start fright now. Oh, we sound like bad guys. Yeah, bad guys from the <laughs> 30s or 20s. I guess. Something like that. 30s or 20 bad guys. And yeah. also a little Conneried. Connery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a bad guy. He, he is always a bad guy. Yeah. I don't trust that Scott, Scotsman. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, introduce our guest to the weight room. Please put your hands together unless you're driving. Just keep your hands on the wheel. Beck Medina. Fuck it, go Medina. Hi. 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 Happy to be here. Hey, we're happy to have you. Happy to have you. Can we call you Funky Cold? Yes, absolutely. All right. Can we call you Dina? Has anybody ever called you just Dina? No one has ever called me Dina. People ask me Reba because my my first name is really Rebecca. So they always ask me like, oh, do you ever go by Reba? But Dina, I like. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a jump. I would, I only know one Reba. Reba. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it's the first part of Rebecca. Yours is a more of a jump. Dina, like the second part of her last name. Yeah. Well, that's me assuming that people call her by her last name. Medina, and then, yeah. And then were you ever called by your last name? Were Medina? You of, yeah. No, I was always Becky growing up. And then when I turned 18, graduated high school, I decided to start fresh and drop the Y because I felt like people never remembered my name. But I think that was probably more like I was shy and not outgoing oh, at all. Wow. But I found that people always remembered Beck. Yeah. Yeah. It's because cool. Because that's a pretty unique. It is cool. Yeah. It's, it's cool. You would not think, I mean, now I, I would know that it's off of, there's have, a fly in here. We have a fly in studio. <laughs> we have one fly and it's going to bother us the whole time. <laughs> it's, well, it's a bummer. It used to be a scientist. Yeah. He changed himself. Strange. He used to be uh, uh, kind of a quirky scientist. He's a too. quirky scientist, and now he, f- he fucked up and made himself a fly. A and- guy who loves to do the name game. Did you know that? <laughs> who? Goldblum. Go- oh, yes. Yeah. I shot something with him. Same. And Same. when he's uh, he just keeps going. Yeah. Oh, well, um. Yeah, he when when I did mine, he was there. Like the camera, they would stop going, and it would be like, and, and of course we have, you know, Beck, Beck's in here, and Beck, and of course you're from you're from what what's what city you from? What city you from? Visalia. Visalia, yes, 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 yes. And who else was from Visalia? Who else do we know that Visalia? Um, saline, saline solution, saline solution. That's right. Contact lenses. That's right. Who has had LASIK? LASIK, of course. He'll just keep going. And, you know, of course, Sam Neill, you know, from Jurassic Park. Yes. Can anybody else name a movie that I was in? <laughs> Jurassic Park. Is he, it, was, he was cool. I liked him. Is yeah. it charming, though? Yeah. When it is he charming. Does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's yeah. very charming. He's very, and he's like really handsome yeah. and cool. Yeah. Oh, I, I was watching Independence Day. I think for the first time, like in my adulthood, watched that movie this weekend. And so does that mean uh, since you've been going by Beck? Yes. First time. Since <laughs> first time as Beck? Beck? Yeah. First time um, as Beck watching <laughs> Um, Independence Day. Watching ID4 as Beck and go. What happened? Yeah, no, I just, I was looking at him and thinking like, oh my gosh, he is so handsome. Like as a child, I did not find him attractive. Loved Will Smith and I appreciate both of them a lot more. Like <laughs> for when they were both in the pod together at near the end of the movie, I'm like, man, if I had been in the theater watching this, like this would have been my dream. That's like, so fun. But as, as Beck. As, as Beck. Beck. But yeah. Becky... 
Only was a Will Smith fan. Yes, exactly. Were you hot for Will Smith as a child? He was my first celebrity crush. Oh, yeah. I bought his albums, uh-huh. a big supporter. Big supporter of his, his rap his It was rap really game. just the albums that I did, but I considered myself a big supporter. I mean, yeah. that's that's how you would support yeah. him at them. You Wait, can... well, not Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? No, I loved Fresh Prince oh, okay. of Bel-Air, too. Went, went to see all of his movies as well, like Wild Wild West. Sure. You were I the remember, only one in the theater, I, probably. For that I one. remember going to the theater to watch it because I just genuinely loved him. And did you genuinely try to love that movie, or did you well, even the then? Were you like, I love I, Will Smith, but this movie is flawed? Well, like as a kid, I think the great thing about having a celebrity crush when you're like eight years old is that <laughs> you can enjoy the bad stuff that they make because yeah. you just yeah. don't know any better. You have shitty taste. Yeah. <laughs> did you trick yourself that you liked his raps that were about the plot of the movie? Yeah. Um, yes. No, I totally did. And looking back, I, yeah, I, yeah. What was his, what was his, uh, they had the men in black one. Oh, men in black. Oh, I loved men in black. And then we found a laser and used laser in the movie. Like he sings like about the whole movie. Like in, (laughs) he does the same for like a nightmare on, on my street. Yeah. Basically (laughs) just talking about Freddy Krueger the whole time. Yeah, but he puts himself in there with, oh yeah, that's right. With Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Um, Nightmare on my street. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good hit. I loved it. I love Parents Just Don't Understand. Sure. I think it can beat Mike Tyson. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are all the early cuts. We should say about you, so you're uh, you're a a comedic performer and writer. You've written a couple of books. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. um, Uh, Fantastic Mess of Everything that's out. And then is All the Stars on Fire out yet, or is it coming soon? Not yet. It will be available... Eventually. Very um, cool. After I wrote A Fantastic Mess of Everything, that kind of came about on a whim. I had just quit my babysitting job, was going to focus on personal training and pursuing that whole thing, and just found that I had a lot of time on my hands. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you're a personal trainer, you're just working one hour with a client, then you have this gap of time. Yeah, then you work sure. with another client. So in that free time, after I was doing Funny and Fit, which I adopted from Eugene. Uh-huh. Yes, tell people over. about that really quick, just so that they get some context. Um, it was a... Um, it's come oh, up on the show. Yeah. But- so it, I originally started it um, a few years ago, um, just because... The biggest um, gambling debt, right? I had gambling debt, yeah, uh, and so did everybody who wanted to do it. Um, but it was, you know, it was one of those things where finally people were talking about fitness at UCB, yeah, or like interested in fitness, or like coming up to me and you. It didn't feel as gross. It yeah. had been rebranded as it not had been being... rebranded as something that you can do. Yeah. But because everybody was paying, you know, four hundred dollars for their UCB classes, they didn't feel like. It was an expense worth expen- you know, spending money on. It makes sense, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, and which is just, to me, it was just another excuse, you yeah. know, or, or like another reason that you don't realize that that's going to help you actually more than another 401. <laughs> uh, one more 401 is not going to yeah. do it. Like, you need to s- yeah. enjoy life for a little yeah, while. Yeah, live a life worth co- commenting on. Yes, yes. Yeah. Worth um, Worth. I said worth. Worth. Nah, man. That's for real, though. Make it worth uh, commenting on. Make it. Is that a character on Star Trek, too? Woof. Yeah, worth. Worth. Oh, I'm thinking of a. You're thinking of Spaceballs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think Uh, there's like a Klingon named Worf. Worf, yes. Next Generation. Um, But it was one of those things where I'm like, well, let's get rid of the excuses. Um, You can take this. It's basically free. I'm going to be in the park. 
you don't just you just need to show up and you need to be consistent in showing up. So it's a group outdoor exercise class. So it's like morning boot camp, basically. Gotcha. um, For everybody within the comedy community. So that like, if you don't like group exercise or you do, but you're afraid to like actually join a gym or, you know, and CrossFit gyms are a lot more expensive um, to like do a group exercise and then still feel like it's amongst people that you know. Yeah. So Um, it's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So then you can still do bits ish, you know, people Mm -hmm. joked around to a certain extent, but then you'd push them. So then the jokes would stop. Yeah. And when I took it over, I figured out that, oh, I need to program these workouts specifically to allow at least 10 to 15 minutes for bits to go on. Yeah. (laughs) And it does need to happen. Like, and it'll especially happen in like the stretch at the beginning or the stretch at the end or like the warm up. Um, and then in the middle of the workout, like the actual like workout of the day, people get quiet because yeah. it's a lot of work. <laughs> you shut those yeah. little comedy people right up. Uh, but you know, and there oh, was where, a, where are the jokes now? Fuck face. There was a lot tired? of people, yeah. you know, that were interested and more people got interested. So then, you know, it got into a bigger, bigger thing. And then, uh, we moved out here to, uh, Toluca Lake and it just kind of took a little bit longer to get over there and I couldn't get there in the morning. And also... Uh, I just started getting busy and I had, I started having to cancel a lot more. So then uh, Beck was already training over at 323 and knew a lot of the people that were already taking it. So it was a good transition. Yeah. And I remember when I took it over, this was like my first class that I had all to myself. Yeah. And just being so nervous about it. Like (laughs) I, I remember those first few sessions when I would be the first person there and I would think, oh my God, is anybody going to show up today? Like, <laughs> did I do such a poor job teaching last time that people just decided they weren't going to come anymore? Right. And then like someone would pull up at like 7.37, first person, then the next card pull up and then I would just feel at ease. Yeah. So it was like very, it was very new to me. It was my first experience really programming workouts. Um, and like, I am just forever and like grateful for you passing that on to how me long, just because how, how often do you do it now um it's two to three times a week now because I'm also like I've gotten very busy like I wake sure. up at 5 a.m two days a week to open the gym and work you know like pretty much the rest of the day so there yeah. are just a couple of weeks where I'm like you know I think I could only commit to two days this week yeah. but everyone is still happy to do it and yeah people still understand people, which is great yeah and people are still willing to come and they'll even like like they'll send out emails like, Hey, does anybody want to go for a hike instead? Or right. could you send me like a workout that we've already done before? So sure. like, they're still like committed to being active in some way, which yeah. is super great. Um, how many people, uh, are in there at the park? Uh, currently there's four, Great, but, um, right now I'm looking at it as looking at it as a really good thing just because when it's a small group, you do kind of have that wiggle room to yeah cater to simply those people and build on their strengths versus like there was a period of time where it got pretty big and like 10 people were coming or six to 10 people per class. So yeah. it was kind of hard to like meet everybody's needs. Yeah. I mean, but it, it's, it, you it's can't just, scale around people and you can't coach them up on form or give right. them cues because there's too many people. Yeah. 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 Four, four seems perfect. It's a different kind of class when there's like 10 people. Yeah. It becomes a little rowdy. For yeah, sure. Sure. Of course. Yeah. Having yeah, to hush people. That's what was happening for a little while there too. Yeah. Um, but you know, the fact that people were showing up was great or that are still showing up and still doing it and still 
getting results from it is awesome. It's like the Beatles when they were playing like Shea Stadium, like they couldn't hear themselves play anymore and it wasn't about the music. And Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the same. We're the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking how like, thank God those times have passed because it was starting to feel too much like the Beatles. Yeah, 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 yeah. You felt like Steve Martin. That's why you quit stand-up. Yeah, people, it's just like, people were screaming. I'm sure this happened with Beck too because it happened with me where people were shouting out their favorite workouts and wanting to do it. <laughs> <laughs> squats again. You're like, you're messing up my timing, guys. Yeah. You know, they, they don't care. They don't Encore, know. squats again. Um, so then, uh, and then you started training regularly over uh, as a trainer over at CrossFit 323. Yeah, so that just started happening this year. Um, so it's been about a year and a half personal training, doing funny and fit and kind of like perfecting that whole area of fitness. Uh-huh. And um, I was just telling Ryan before, um, we no, we don't, recording. we don't talk before oh, we record. Got it, got uh, it. Yeah, you're ruining the magic. Uh, this is the first time we've ever Tell talked. Tell me something now. Yeah. Something new now. Yeah. That never happened never before. Never happened before. That I didn't hear right before. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was um, not saying to him earlier that, <laughs> <laughs> that um, I just started teaching at this CrossFit gym and the CrossFit world is just such a different ball game from training outdoors in a park, body weight movements for the most part, you know, going to clients' houses and training them and then, you know, walking into a CrossFit gym and now, you know, I'm five feet tall, pretty small person. I am training really big guys who are twice my size, can lift way more weight than me. You know, it's a whole different world. Yeah. A lot of beards and short sides with Reebok stuff on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A whole lot of gear. A lot of gear. A uh, whole lot of, yeah, uh, straps, straps, some knee braces, slingshot, some slingshots, braces, uh-huh, slingshots, the slingshot, toys, slingshot toys, <laughs> yeah, a timer, <laughs> a big ass timer and some ropes. Um, okay. So, so what should we do? Should we go back a little yeah, bit? Let's go back before even talking about even that mm-hmm. you being five foot tall, we'll never bring up again. Uh, no, but we should, but, um, uh, let's start with uh, with you as far as uh, when did you start getting into fitness? What's going on? Or like when you were in when you were still Becky, were mm-hmm. you an athlete? Did you do sports? Oh my god, on? no! Let's go back it's, to three feet tall. Yeah, let's go back to three feet tall Becky. Three feet tall Becky. Let's go to let's go to two feet tall Reba. Reba. And then move our way up. Right. Well, in high school, I was four ten. My <laughs> sophomore year. So, so was Eugene. <laughs> My sophomore year, I was 4'10". No way, we were yeah. the same height. Yeah, you guys yeah, are yeah. little munchkins. Huh, it's perfect. And then you and then you popped up two inches, <laughs> and I popped up uh, almost a foot. So, um, sorry about that. Anyways. No, I'm not, I'm not offended. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was mean. I didn't mean to be mean. I feel uh, like the high school, that high schoolness is coming back out when people, did people ever pick on you about oh being small? I got it all the time. Like people would just rest their hands, like or their yeah. arms on my head. A lot of guys did like was. the yeah. A lot of guys mm-hmm. did like the the shelf. Yeah, for sure. Sitch. I always tried to really beat up small people. Yeah, you I would hurt them bad. Not surprised. <laughs> yeah. I never bit. made fun, but I would like hurt them bad. Funny bit, but true. <laughs> I was never a locker kid, though. Were you thrown in the locker? No, I was never. Bullied. We were both small enough. Yes, absolutely. To easily do like the half lockers either. either. Lockers weren't really a thing at my high school. Like we had like one little. You guys had inch, Like a little cave oh. of a hallway um, where you could have a locker, but it was optional. 
And lockers were yeah, optional. Cave? It was Did an you optional. Go to s- school with bears and stuff. <laughs> I mean, I I grew up in the Central Valley. I might as oh, well. Oh yeah, have. Oh, Visalia. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, oh, yeah. but um, so yes, lockers were optional. And what a progressive school. Yeah, it's cool. Did you hang out at uh, College of Sequoias out there? I went there. Did you really? For a year, oh, yeah. Oh, cool. All right, so you did. Hey, we're backing up, man. Okay, <laughs> sorry, back up. We're back at up. Two Feet Reba. Yeah. Have you been there, though? I knew, some, I knew some friends. Um, some of my friends played football there. It's like no a good way. football school, like for junior college, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, I think... <laughs> it, <laughs> that's what, At least that's what they told me. Hey. I could have been mis, misinformed. Listen. I believe it. Yeah. Um, sorry. So we're lockers are optional. So we're going lockers optional. Lock, lockers optional. You're going in, to school with in, bears in or no? Time. Okay. No bears okay. yet. Who knows Got about it. now? Right. Um, oh, you so, mean if a lot of your friends present. turned into hairy, <laughs> big, hairy gay men? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of them did. Anyways, so <laughs> four foot ten. Yeah. I was not athletic at all. Like, did you have? To, uh, Siblings? Do you have siblings? I didn't. I didn't know. Um, okay. I grew up an only child. Okay. Um, watched my mom and grandparents, or not my mom and grandparents, but my mom and my grandma. They were both pretty into fitness. Like they. Okay. My grandma, I would see her all the like every morning doing like Jane Fonda aerobics oh, in her cool. like pink leotard, Whoa. rayon blue pants, like yeah. you know the whole yeah. she bang oh, okay. the whole look. Yeah. Um, I she would do that every morning. And I, looking back, I always thought that was just kind of funny. Like well, sure. that's a funny thing that my grandma did. Um, my mom used to work out like home workouts, DVDs, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Mama Medina. Yes. Mama Medina. Yeah. Correct. Grandmama Medina. <laughs> Mama Medina. Yeah. And Reba um, Medina. <laughs> so um, I was not athletic at all just at all. I had <laughs> asthma. I was, okay. you know, like a fast food eater. Um, didn't have great skin, like just a complete, like, I mean, same person, but completely different. And then you're and like wolfing down burgers, <laughs> wheezing, watching Will Smith's movies. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. That's exactly who I was. Um, so did I you try any sports in uh, like was, grade school or anything? I was so uncoordinated that okay. I didn't even bother. Like it was a confidence thing for me, just knowing okay. like I couldn't do it. I was more of a theater person. Sure. And I spent a lot of time like at home writing. So like okay. that was kind of what cool. I was passionate about. I stuck with that. Right. Um, the only thing I really did was like yoga and Pilates in high in school. In high school. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'd kind of gotten into Pilates. I mean, mom had this Pilates DVD that I would do. Denise Austin, two guys are familiar uh, I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not. Somebody else has brought up Denise Austin yeah. before. It, it's Pilates. Matt Pilates, though, right? It's uh, the stuff. Yes. Yeah, you can do it. Home. It was Matt Pilates slash like the second DVD in that little collection was like a yoga and Pilates. Um, okay. Fusion. Uh, fusion. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Matthew um, Pilates. Yeah, and like it would cut to <laughs> her being in the workout studio doing the movements, and then randomly cut to her on a mountain in what, what looked like the Grand Canyon, Whoa. doing the exact movements that she was showing you. Oh wow! And like the wind blowing in her hair. Man, like she very... made the she made the production happen. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got to you got to take me to the Grand Canyon. I got yeah. in order for this DVD to be successful, I got to do it at home. Which costs you nothing. Right. And then you have to fly me to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, we're going to need to shoot some of this in Yosemite. Yeah, we got to do it in Yosemite. <laughs> Is that how you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I've only exactly. ever seen it written. I've never even seen it written, but I've... I've um, oh, actually, yeah, I've seen it uh, in a, like a Yogi Bear thing. Okay. <laughs> Yosemite. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. Um, in high school, just not fit at all. Um, it wasn't until after high school when my mom and I would go uh, to this track 
right by our house and we would go running. Bet on horses? Oh, it would go running. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> that would have been a more interesting <laughs> You didn't go play the ponies with Mama Medina? All right. <laughs> That's when we really got into watching other animals exercise. <laughs> So you went to the track and you started... Yeah, and you know, I had asthma, allergies, just was not, just not fit at all. So I would start, I would do two miles at most, like two miles was a struggle for me. And it would take like 30 minutes, Uh yeah. And we would go three times a week and it got to a point where I started looking forward to going, like we'd go like pretty late at, not super late at night, but like turning into the evening. Yeah. Um, uh, Coyote time. Coyote hour. Uh Mm Uh-huh. So we would go around like seven o'clock and it went from me doing two miles for like 30 minutes to like going up to like three miles and finally four. And when I really got into it, I was going like five or six miles uh, every session. Oh, wow. Yeah. So my mom would just be kind of in the stands, like sitting around waiting for me to be done. Oh, because she would would do hers. She would do and hers. And then she would stop and then you would just continue for yeah, as far and, as you could go? Yeah. And sometimes she would just be like in the stands, like doing like push-ups or sure. like some sort of like strength training, which is actually looking back, that was pretty cool of her. Yeah. Um, but for me, like I would just, I loved running. Like I would, as I was running, I would tell myself like, all right, four laps equals a mile. So you got like, if you want to do like five, you would have to run like this many laps and you know, I'd get closer and closer and tell myself just like four more laps left. And then I would hit that mark. And then I would say like, you can probably run like two more. No, you can run like two more after that. So it became like this really fun mental game and working to run faster too was really like, it was just something I'd never done before. It's, it's interesting. You're saying this and people need to hear this and not forget where you started before that. I mean, it's like you, you weren't, coordinated, you weren't athletic, you had asthma yeah. and it was fucking hard when you first started. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't even know how I pushed myself to go. It just, right. but that's how you get past that pain threshold at a certain point. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're doing it. It's also that flip from when it becomes work and like, it, it's a thing you dread to something that you look forward to. It's yeah. like that, like something that happens there of going like, Oh, I want to do this with my mom and and go to this track, and now this is like a positive thing in our life? Yeah, for it's, sure. It's weird, the enjoyment on it is sometimes time release, though, because sometimes you think like, oh, you're dreading it a little bit, but then like you have a busy week, or you're busy with finals or something, and so you miss a bunch of your workouts, yeah. and then you're like, fuck, I gotta, I miss that, I need to get out and do it. Yeah. You know, so it's it can, it can factor in that way, too. That's true. It's like we're missing it is where you really uh, realize how much you enjoy it. Hey, Eugene Ann Stanger of the Dumbbells here. Slappy Pappy, what's up, everybody? Hey, Pappy Lappy. Pappy Lappy. Hey, <laughs> guess what? Um, we want to help you out, uh, and uh, we think that a good help for you would be some vitamins and supplements. Yeah, we talk about them a lot on the shows. A lot of people ask questions about what they should take and what we recommend, and it's, it's unique. It's unique to yeah. you and what you're doing. So I think that this company, Care Of... Uh, it's takecareof.com, but the vitamin company care of solves that. Yeah. It's, they it's do cool. A, they do a really uh, great thing where uh, they get the best uh, basic ways to meet your body's nutritional needs by uh, you, you fill out this form. Um, basically it's, it's pretty simple and they'll give you a customized vitamin or supplement um, like little baggie that yeah. you take every day. Yeah. So you go on their website and you fill out a guide, like you fill out a, uh, like a questionnaire 
and then your they goals. Give you, yeah, goals, what you want to do, gender, all that kind of stuff. And then they'll give you what they recommend your vitamins should be. And if you sign up for a subscription with them, they'll ship them to you and they, they space them out daily in yeah. individual packages. Yeah, it's a monthly subscription. You get daily packets. Um, and you actually save more money by doing it this way uh, rather than going to a drugstore or a local health food store. Yeah, so you're not having a bunch of bottles stacking up. It's like they got this whole streamlined system of getting them to you and they take all the guesswork out of it. Because, I mean, one of the things when you walk, walk into one of those stores, it's hard to, like, think that you're getting the best that you can get or that you're, you know, you're mixing the right stuff. And uh, this kind of takes the guesswork out of it. Um, and it goes right to your house, and um, and you don't need to worry about it. And the packaging is really easy because it is in the daily form. Yeah, no, it's slick. It's like you don't have to, you know, you don't have to fiddle around with, you know, forty pills and all that yeah. stuff. You just get like little daily pack. You throw it right in your bag for the day. Boom, boom, you're out the door. You got. They also have prenatal now, so um, you know it's that's supposed to be easy on your stomach. Um, and, uh, really convenient for you also in the daily pack. So, you know, uh, that you're taking your, your daily vitamins for your prenatal. So here's what you got to do guys. You got to go to takecareof.com now and get your personalized recommendation. Yeah. Use the offer code dumbbells and get 50% off your first month's order. Five, zero percent. Five, zero percent. Significant. Use the dumbbells. D-U-M-B-B-E. LLS. Take advantage, guys. 50% off. And take care of. Yeah. And when was and when was this? Um, this was after high school. Yeah, I was like 19 or 20 at the time. Okay. So I was going to college at the Sequoias, like getting uh-huh. ready to COS? transfer COS. Okay. Ooh, I haven't heard that those that anagram in a long <laughs> yep. time. And you probably never will. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna repeat that. Did you know Once. Adam Martinelli? I didn't know. He played wide out for COS. She didn't even know that there was a football I, I know, team I know, there. I know, I know. What about Chad Buchanan? <laughs> Be, the last name Buchanan, I know you knew someone. Buchanan? I know the name Buchanan, yeah. He lives but, in Detroit now. Does oh. he? Yeah, he, he's Detroit grooming, like a beard company, like where they sell oh, shit. Like, like, uh, for big beards Where's and stuff. he from? He's, he was from uh, like the Midwest and then, and then went to California mm. for a while. That's how I knew him, and then went to COS to play football. Oh, yeah. And then so ended maybe. up in Detroit and started Detroit grooming, even though he's not from there? Yeah, huh. no, nah, yeah. That's neat. Anyways. <laughs> maybe I don't know him at okay. all. Then. There's good. a good possibility. Good for you. All right. Um, so uh, so you're running in college. Sorry, one more question. Sure. What about Marlon Morgan? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, didn't Mar- Okay. Fair cool enough. He sounds name, like though. a cool guy, though. Yeah. yeah. He is, yeah. He's very cool. Marlon Morgan. Uh, sorry, I cut you off. So 19, 20 years old, going to COS. What are you studying? Um, that's the thing about... General ed? General ed. Um, so what kind of led me to becoming a trainer is that throughout college, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I was constantly changing majors. When I first... Give me some of these majors. When I first started... Lay I, them on us. I thought I wanted to study philosophy. Boom. Okay, heard um, of it. What is anything, Right. What is life? I mean, what that is, is what I ask myself every yeah. day now. Um, what is anything? What is anything? Um, yeah, That's and something, a great philosophy. Something I say to myself in my car constantly that I just feel is like, just so like out of this realm is yeah. like when I have a really long, busy day when I'm working all day long and I'm like, I'm not living for myself today. Ooh. Oh yeah, there you go. I like it. So then what do you do? I just push through it. Nice. 
All right. It's just one of those days. Okay, yeah. so um, just one of them days. <laughs> philosophy. Then I thought, all right, maybe I should just do theater, like keep doing it. I did it in high school, do it, it again. Sure. Um, then sure. finally, uh, psychology for a little while. So how, how long passionate. was it the theater uh, a semester? Philosophy and theater were listed on my transcript as majors, but I never took any classes. Yeah, so it was more of a not to be. It was yeah. a not to be for nice. sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> communications I got into because I took a mass media class and was like, oh, this is super interesting. Sure. But, um, before that, I was into philosophy and I, or not philosophy, uh, psychology. And I was taking psychology classes, okay. um, abnormal psychology, social psychology. Abnormal. Yeah. Is that um, where I fall under? Yeah. 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 Like a real weirdo. I think every I think comedy falls, person, yeah, falls every into comedy abnormal. person is some sort of yeah. psychopath. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Abnormal. In a good way, though. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all fall into that category um, and some in a good way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when I did transfer um, from COS, I was, I was totally committed to communications, transferred to uh, Cal Poly Pomona. Okay. Um, to study journalism, moved out here to LA and Pomona. What f- you take weird freeways out there. It's like, you got to take the 13 to the 27 to the, you know, when I first moved out here, I just looked at like Google maps or my GPS and it yeah. told me one Oh one to the 10, got it. just all, all right. the way down. And that's what I committed to. Got it. And one time I had gone on to Yelp because I had seen like this one woman post, like I'm uh, doing this commute over to like some random town. Uh, what do you guys recommend? And I thought like, maybe I should ask people in like uh, Southern California, like what they recommend on Yelp, like what routes I should take. <laughs> and I remember just getting so shit on because really? people were like, if you, uh, if you didn't want to do the commute, you should have moved to Pomona. What are you doing in Hollywood anyway? And I felt so defensive wow. about it. Like people were not kind to me about my route. Hey, you're not going to believe this. Some fucking idiot in Hollywood wants to drive to Pomona. I'm going to give her a piece of my mind. Hey, 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 I'll tell you something. This poutine place. Awesome. These questions about directions. I hate them. Yelp. This is goddamn ridiculous. But I tell you what, that uh, the Ralphs on uh, Riverside, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful space. They really, they really fixed up the flower section. Yeah, plenty of parking, very so fresh parking. produce. Hey, 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 there's a, there's a parking lot downstairs too. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you go to school there, you move there. Uh, sorry, go ahead. So needless to say, I stuck with that route. Uh, okay. And then how long? Uh, Thank how you for long, humoring my dumb question. <laughs> how long were you at, did you graduate from that school? I didn't know. Um, I studied journalism and the commute became too way much. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I should have listened to the people yeah. on Yelp. Oh, oh, you live and learn. Yeah, no, they ended up being right yeah. in the end. They were assholes about it, but they were so right. Yeah. Um, I you don't have up- to be an asshole if you know you're going to be right. <laughs> yeah, totally. Plus, what would you do with journalism? Fake news? Come on. You know, yeah. You know, it's all fake yeah, news. No, yeah, no. Um, what are you going to do? Look at the, up to the sun by yourself yeah, with no glasses on. on? Yeah, come on. Well, I initially chose it because I thought as a writer, it would be good for me to just have deadlines, like constant writing deadlines and to just try something different that I didn't normally do. Like I had never done any type of journalism before. So it was something that I wanted wanted to to meet Spider-Man. You know what? Yeah. Or Superman. (laughs) I just saw the new Spider-Man and... Did you like it? No, I did like it. I have a really big crush on like Peter Parker. For sure. Like the if the I had character to pick, or the actor playing the, him? 
the character, but it just, you know, it just helps that the actor is good looking. Got it. But even when I watched it as a kid, like watching the cartoon Spider-Man, I definitely adored Peter Parker. He was super character. buff in that one, the cartoon one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He always wore the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I think uh, he was an adult. It felt like he was an adult. I, he I looked like the, an adult. In the cartoons. Yeah. 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 Um, so then you don't. So then what happens after the journalism? I life? ended up taking online classes at Chapman University. So I transferred once again and I ended up finishing with like a liberal arts degree. Got it. So cool. just kind of did everything. But sure. still, I felt like I was just wandering around aimlessly. I knew I wanted to be a writer and I wanted to work in like the comedy industry. Sure. Doing like I wanted to write for late night TV when I first moved out to L.A. Like that was my big passion. So I started taking classes at UCB. Um, you have you a know. Jay Leno t-shirt on right now. Yeah, total, I'm glad you noticed yeah, it. You're a yeah. total Leno head. Yeah. Leno t-shirt. Leno Craig Kilborn hat, which is really strange. <laughs> Kilborn. Kilborn. Yeah, they had a limited, <laughs> limited late night run. Yeah, yeah. A Magic Johnson show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, scarf. <laughs> and it's hot. Uh, must have really loved that Tommy Davidson as the sidekick. Yeah, also uh, Thick of the Night. You got the Alan Thick uh, <laughs> cufflinks on. Yeah, so yeah. that's... Well, Okay, so we know why. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So late night. Yeah. Um, so that's what you did. So you started taking class at UCB. All yeah. this time going to those schools, are you still doing your running thing in Hollywood? Um, the thing about me was that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that's a way to say no. Uh, you are under oath. So yeah. keep in mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, I found that I loved running on the track so much that transferring it over to like a sidewalk or even a dirt path just oh, yeah. didn't do it for me. So I never ran while I was here, which was upsetting, but I still worked out. Um, Something about the number game of the track maybe or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah having yeah. that number in mind and even going to Silver Lake Reservoir and knowing like I, if I run two or if I run a lap, that's like two, two and a point, half yeah, miles yeah, it's or like something two along point two those something. lines. Yeah. But there was just still like, it just wasn't the same. It felt like the magic of running was just gone for me. Yeah. And every once in a while I can get back into that groove, but it is, it does feel like I'm starting from square one It's again. funny though. Like Running, I used to do that run of the reservoir, and you would think, oh, because there's a dog park you pass, there's basketball courts, it'd be fun to like kind of pass these again. Mm -hmm. But there was just like on a track, I don't know why it just feels like that place is made for exercise. It feels like the right thing to do. So it feels like, you know, there's not people just like walking and talking with their dogs and, you know, or having like weird meetings. And that's the obnoxious thing is that. You do have to maneuver out of people's way oh, where yeah. the track is designed so that, you know, the slower people are in a certain place and the faster people are in a certain place. Yeah, and right. that's just, you don't. Or they're put in their place. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you push them, right? As a runner in, yeah, I did a lot of pushing <laughs> yeah. in my younger years. So <laughs> Got it. it was as a runner, you feel like, I don't feel entitled to be the person that, that is like like people are moving out of the way from me, but it is a little bit harder to just move maneuver around yeah. all those dogs and all of those like strollers. And I, I mean, the, I would say the majority of people in the world just don't have situational awareness. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, you're just like, man, but must be nice just to fucking amble around through yeah. life and not ever worry about anything. And you'd run and everybody's there, especially at the reservoir. Everybody's there either at dusk, mm -hmm. which is most of the time because it's like so hot during the day. And it would just be like people walking with coffee. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And, and I just like, you know, using their arms. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're running out in the middle of the street. Yeah. Th that was actually, something actually really weird happened to me. One time when I was running out there, 
Um, it was pretty late at night because I kind of figured out like, oh, this is when there aren't as many people, but the lights are still out and there's just enough people that you can kind of get away with running out there by yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm running to my car. So after I get, um, after I'm done with the track, I cross the street and I'm running toward my car on the opposite side of the reservoir. And suddenly a man comes out from the bushes and like starts talking to me. From the bushes? Yes. Jesus. Yes. And I am so startled that even after running like four miles or however many laps I did around the reservoir, I booked it faster than I had even like run while I was oh in, my, in my workout because I was just so terrified. And after that, I decided... Maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah, the run isn't horrifying. for me anymore. Coming out of the bushes, yeah. <laughs> I, I was jogging one time, and uh, there was like a snake underneath my feet. Like I was jogging, no, like no, no. like 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 a runyon type place, not yeah. bad. And there was like a snake, and like I just thought it was like a stick, and I realized it was a snake, and I fucking jumped in every way possible. Like I jumped up and out <laughs> and sideways. I mean, it was like one. It was like, do you remember that movie Powder when he just like yes. turns into energy at the yeah. end? Like I, that like almost happened to me, like the <laughs> level of like adrenaline and fear I had. Yeah. I thought it was a rattlesnake or something. I uh, <laughs> I usually go for runs and then towards the ends of my runs, I just kind of look around to see what the greenery's like and then I hide in bushes. <laughs> um <clears throat> so then, uh, <laughs> what a weird thing. Like, oh, I got a good, I got a good topic of conversation. Yeah, let me just, let me hide in this bush. Yeah. And wait till this lady, he has done like a, a ghillie sniper suit on. <laughs> <Yeah>. you <know? laughs> so, uh, so you're not running too much in LA. Not, not in those days. Um, okay. and not even now, admittedly. Um, but I kind of got into cycling Tra- and then training at this. We start, did you start not training? training yet? Okay. Um, in my early twenties to mid twenties, I was not training. I was kind of like working on the comedy thing, trying to pursue that, finishing up school, babysitting kind of became like my main source of financial income. So I was focusing, I was devoting so much time to just like making money to survive out here. Yeah. Um, but I did you ever read the babysitters club books? I never did. I was curious if they were accurate. Ever see the movie, the pacifier with Vin Diesel? No, I haven't. I wish okay. I I wish I'd seen it. Okay. No, you don't. <laughs> is that the one with Vin Diesel or that's is that the one, one with The Rock? Nope, that's Vin Diesel. Which one's The uh, The Rock the did The Tooth, Tooth Fairy, Fairy and he also did The Game Plan. Got it. Yeah. Either of those? Either of those? Neither of those. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you ever see Adventures in Babysitting? Yeah, I have. With okay. Elizabeth Shue? Okay, good. Okay. Moving yeah, on. the one babysitter movie that stands out the most to me is this one with John Leguizamo. I don't know if either the of past? you are familiar with it. No. <laughs> I know that um, one. I know that it's, one. I think it's called The Babysitter or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. It's just Spawn? gross. <laughs> Did you it's, mean Spawn? Did you mean, <laughs> did you mean the movie Sp- Oh, you mean Romeo and Juliet? Oh, Romeo is, plus Juliet? Is John Leguizamo in Spawn? Yes. yes, he's the bad he guy. He plays the weird bad guy, the weird egg-shaped bad guy. I loved that yeah. movie as a kid. Me too. Yeah, John Leguizamo is the bad guy. Spawn. Yeah. Spawn. <laughs> yeah. He does like a little, he's our right. man, like he dress, yeah. dresses up like a little cheerleader and right, stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, was it um, was Mamba it- Mouth? No, it was just this really, it was a gross movie. It wasn't because- Carlito's Way, was it? <laughs> no. He was a small part as a, as a club patron in Carlito's Way? Okay, sorry, go ahead. 
It was every John Leguizamo movie <laughs> okay, just put okay. into one. No, sorry, Babysitter, The Babysitter. Yeah, I, I think feel that's like what I know it's it. called. It was about this babysitter who babysits for John Leguizamo. He's in, unhappy in his marriage. He starts having an affair with the babysitter. Oh. But then all of the babysitters start working for these parents and the dads end up like in affairs with them. Oh. So that just, I know this just, it's disgusting. I should. So that's why you got into it? <laughs> that's just when, <laughs> when I think about babysitter movies, that's the first one that I think okay. of. Oh, okay. And I'm just so grossed out by it. Got that's it. where all of uh, Eugene and my suggestions were very wholesome, nice <laughs> yeah. ones. And yours was yeah. horrifying yeah. and gross. But yeah, just to, you know, I don't know, something to think about. Ours, were, was, like, ours were like kids movies. Yeah, kids movies. Little yeah. like, you know, stocky guy. Right, now yeah. a, you know, now a babysitter. And then you're bringing up. Uh, affairs. And, yeah, uh, horrible stuff. Uh, horrible you, have stuff. A, you have a background in psychology. You might want to look into that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Anyways, um, so babysitting to make mm-hmm. money. And yeah. then did you say cycling? Got into uh, cycling? Yeah, I got into cycling and uh, Pilates reformer. I was going oh, to cool. this cycling studio that uh, was a cycling slash uh, reformer machine fusion class. Wait, so- what's a reformer? Is that the... That's that's a Pilates equipment. That's the one where you slide. You on slide your back around. On the board. Yes. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, that's. I feel like that's pretty much all you do, and then you just work out on top of it. Got it. In strange ways. That okay. You yeah, feel- cool. but you can get some like weird because the Cadillac is the one that's got the big the pulleys and stuff, but then mm-hmm. the Reformer has the board. But there's some weird, you know, things like you get like weird soreness from that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I liked it because. You know, it was the same thing that I was doing, but now there is like a band that I have to pull against and it's so much, it it. just, it's not that much weight, but I felt so weak compared to it. And it was like a new challenge that I mm-hmm. could kind of work on. Um, so I took this class called Psycholotties, which essentially- Psycholotties? Psycholotties. So uh-huh. you start For off- For what reason? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you start off um, doing the reformer class for 35 minutes. And then once you wrap that up and like get your strength training in, then you spend 20 minutes on the cycle portion of the workout. Got it. Tony Psycholotties. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Tony Psycholotties. <laughs> Matthew uh, Yoga. Yeah, Matthew Yoga, you mama Luke, Tony Psycholotties. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and then I guess after that is when I got into Pop Physique. Okay. I did that for two years, loved it. That's when my love for fitness really started to come back. And Pop and Physique is kind of a mix of like ballet and stuff, it's right? It's ballet, Pilates, yoga. Um, I had brought like my old roommate there and she like kind of shit on it for just being this like trendy version of yoga. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's basically that. Yeah. That's cool. It's like American, uh, American apparel. It's like an, um, it's very American apparel. Yeah. Like you walk in there, everyone is dressed super nice. I felt like I always had to dress up and look really good <laughs> to just go <laughs> and work out. Work yeah. out. Um, you would often rent gowns, right? <laughs> yeah. Rent the runway. Yeah. Rent the runway. Um, so I did that for two years and then I gained 15 pounds of like fat because I'd stopped doing cardio, was doing pop physique four times a week. But and wasn't it a card? It, it wasn't a it cardio is, workout? And it wasn't the workout. I was just eating so poorly because now I was doing this exercise where I was building muscle and burning a lot of calories, but then I was going to like Chipotle after and getting a burrito and Got then it. walking over to the Jamba Juice, getting a drink there and eating that together. So I was just, I was not making good choices. Like all of my like comedy friends that I was hanging out with were not eating great. Yeah. I was eating like them. So you're eating socially 
and mm-hmm. that it wasn't matching up to what you needed yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm just like, I'm a small person. So for me to eat like that every single day just adds up. And yeah. it creeped up slowly. Like I noticed like, oh, I have like, I'm a little bit heavier or like, oh, there's cellulite in, in a spot that never used to have it before. And yeah. by the time I knew it, I was 15 pounds heavier and just super unhappy with myself. Okay. So then what did you do first? Did you just, uh, did you stay in pop physique or did you kind of like um, then yeah, switch yeah, yeah. everything I up? stayed in pop physique for a little while because I loved it so much. Yeah. Um, I just loved the workout. Um, and, um, was trying to like make changes in other areas of my life. At one point I definitely had developed some kind of like body dysmorphia because I had rejoined a cycling studio and I would drive to uh, cycle in the morning and then I would go up to pop physique and I was like really trying everything to like lose the weight without just admitting to myself like, Hey, you need to just change your eating habits. Like stop getting burgers all the time. Like, yeah, that food's super great, but you can cut back a little. Yeah, we, we talk about it on here all the time. You can't outrun a bad diet. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. doesn't matter what you do. You yeah. Know. So what a bummer John. What a waste Jamba juice too. <laughs> yeah. I'd be so pissed if I got overweight from eating like fucking shitty orange drinks, you know, it's yeah. like, this was doing it. If you God. look, they have to post their calories now, but they're, it's crazy. They're like, a lot of their drinks are like 80 grams of sugar and it's so much. They put sherbet and, and stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, and it's, it's so like, good. It's like a shake. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so milkshake. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, was pretty unhappy for a little while and finally decided like, okay, it's time for me to just clean up the diet. Um, started eating at home, making meals at home, lost 10 pounds. Great. And around this time, just because as I, as I had mentioned before, I was kind of wandering around aimlessly with school. I was also realizing that in comedy, like I was not reaching my full potential. Like I was not, I, you know, watching all of my friends around me at this point after I'd been doing it for a few years, everyone was like actively like making videos and doing shows and putting up their own shows. And I just was not passionate about writing anything or making anything of my own. So then I started thinking, maybe this is not for me. Um, decided to get a law degree. Um, started what? studying. Yeah. I started studying, uh, for the LSAT. I was planning on going to law school. When was, what year was this? This was in 2014, end okay. of 2014. Um, had lost the 10 pounds, started studying hey, for the LSAT. I mean, once you lose 10 pounds, you feel like you can do anything. <laughs> yeah. You want to be a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, you know, like my main purpose is I want to help people. When I was doing comedy, I just didn't feel like that was fully, I was fully living my purpose. So, um, started the whole preparation for getting into law school, was looking at schools. I had even like went to, uh, Loyola law school and had like taken like a mock class and sat down. Like it was pretty serious. And I took the LSAT too. You did? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, it was very like, it was definitely like if I had just walked a few more steps, that was my path for life. Um, so I had just taken the LSAT and I had done okay on it, but I wanted to do better just to get into like a really good school. Yeah. Um, so I decided like, all right, I'm going to, de- I'm going to dedicate the next like six or so months to sp- studying up and taking the test again. It's going to take up so much of my time. Maybe I should join a gym to, uh, for the community aspect to just get out, 
have a reason to get out mm-hmm. and be around other people. Because you're not doing, at this point, you're at not doing point, any I'm comedy. I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm doing comedy still, but yeah. it's not a priority in my life Got anymore. It. It's not the career that I'm pursuing. Um, and I stopped going to Pop Physique, so I was like, oh, I think it's time to try something new. And I remembered I'd taken an intro uh, class at CrossFit 323, and I was like, well, you know, I feel like I've done everything else, tried all these different workouts. Like, maybe this is the next thing I should try out. Um, so I take the intro class again and I don't know what happened. Like I had never like walking in there and weightlifting, like I was very intimidating. I'd never done it before, but I took, you know, I did the intro program. I took a few classes and realized like, holy shit, like this is, this is it for me. Yeah. Um, and studying for the LSAT, you know, like pretty regularly daily turned into like every other day. Then I wasn't really studying it that much anymore. And I realized like, oh, I just want to be in the gym all the time and I'm not studying like I yeah, like I you, was planning on. Um, you put down your pen and picked up a barbell is what you're saying? <laughs> Have you been working on that for 45 minutes? I've been crafting it for about 50. 50? 50 plus. Got it. You got an email from her beforehand. She was telling you she was going to talk about this and you're like, great. I'm I got gonna, an idea. I, got I don't have it yet, but I will. And then I got it in there. Yeah. Pretty good stuff, right? I mean, you... you uh, Put both your hands up to tell us to wait so that you could say <laughs> it. Right. And then that's what well, you Well, there's a couple false, false alarms. Yeah, like I tried yeah. to get you guys to wait earlier. You yeah, guys I didn't like, see I it. Didn't I, I, my, I, I stopped, but I don't think Beck saw it. Yeah, sorry. Um, but go ahead. So um, so then now you're... So you go to CrossFit and you say, mommy like. Yes, exa- exactly. Yeah. Exact Did you words. put your hands together like you're warming them up and say, mommy like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I say daddy like sometimes. Is that cool, you yeah. think, guys? Do you do that to your son, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gross. It's for, he hates it. He, I'm sure he does. He... He says like everything's like he's in first grade and he says everything's pretty cool. Yeah, how was school today? Uh, it was like pretty cool. I'm like, I wow, like that. Wow, you're a grown up. I don't know if anybody <laughs> out there uh, follows Stanger on uh, Instagram, but he posted one thing of how he can talk to kids real well. <laughs> and it stones on there for two seconds, just going like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> he's over it. He said, "Leave me alone. Leave me alone." <laughs> Good bet. Um, uh, anyway, so- sorry. So you're liking 323. Three. And you- now you're studying the outset less yeah, at the gym more. Yeah, I'm there all the time. Like some days I'm there for like three hours because I've just devoted myself to weightlifting, like something I've never done before. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty freaking cool that I could deadlift as much weight as I could. And sure. I could back squat. And like every single week the weight was going up and it was fun and exciting. Um, so after a while I thought, you know, maybe after like four or five months there, was like, well, maybe instead of the law school thing, which I'm clearly not pursuing anymore, like maybe I can help people by being a personal trainer. Sure. Um, so um, I called over the owner of 323, his name's Colin Fisher, um, and was like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he's just like standing on the main floor and people around us are like kind of looking. And I was like, uh, can we talk like in private? And he's like, okay. So then we go into his office and I tell him, I think I'm, I want to be a CrossFit trainer. And he's like, cool. And he's like super supportive about it. Yeah. And I told him the first thing I said was, you know, it's kind of scary for me to like really want to do this because I've only been doing CrossFit for about five or six months at this point. Right. And I'm worried that um, it's not enough experience. And he said, and like something that has always stuck with me, he said, doesn't matter how long you've been doing it if you have a passion to teach and to help people then that's really all you need yeah and that's when i knew like okay this is this is meant for me 
Eugene and Stanger of the Dumbbells here. I'm here. I'm here too. We're both here. That's why we're here. <laughs> and that's not why we're here, but we are here for a reason. WorldCampusInfo.com. WorldCampusInfo.com is Penn State's World Campus, which allows you to earn Penn State gr- degrees online from anywhere in the world. It's incredible. It's inc- it's like gone are the days where you have like some weird shady online college. I mean, this is really Penn State. Yeah, they offer like 125 graduate and undergraduate degrees uh, and certificate programs. Yeah, and so if you're if you're looking to still have a little bit of that college experience or have the school spirit or you know be you know be able to follow like sports team or something, you're going to Penn State essentially. Yeah, just doing it from the convenience of your own home. You're just doing it from WorldCampusInfo.com. Right. Uh, and, I mean, yeah. that's where you're going to get the information for for Penn State. And I mean, like we get it. You're a busy adult. Yeah. You're uh, trying to advance your career or start something new, um, or or you just like don't have time. Yeah. To like you know take a class at a certain time. Well, you know what you can set. Um, a schedule for yourself. Yeah. I mean, maybe you didn't finish your degree the first time around. Yeah. This is a good chance to get in there and finish it up. Life gets in the way, guys. Guess what? I got really into painting. What happened? <laughs> I just quit going to school and just started <laughs> well, painting every day. Hey. I mean, uh, you know, the painting wasn't good. None of it was good. Well, then now you could go to Penn State World Campus. Yeah. Uh, I could be a Nittany Lion and yeah. get, my, get that degree, bro. I mean, they were ranked... In the top 10 of online graduate and undergraduate schools for business and education and engineering. Like, come on. Yeah. So people, learn how Penn State World Campus can help you reach your educational goals by visiting worldcampusinfo.com. Penn State World Campus, a world of possibilities online. So you went over to CrossFit Monrovia. And did your uh, your level yes. one cer- yeah, certification? Yeah, and Cullen actually had to get his re- recertification oh, yeah, also. Right. So we ended up getting our certification together, which was a good feeling because CrossFit certifications are one of the most intimidating places. Yeah, it's one of the most intimidating places that I've ever been to. Is yeah. all of these like very fit people, and at the time, you know, I was strong, but I wasn't as conditioned or nearly as strong as I am now. So right. it was a Big, scary world. And a lot of the, the people that were teaching the level one certification are like games competitors, like CrossFit games competitors. So like they were oh, showing wow. everybody how to do things, you and know. They um, just have amazing that, yeah. form. They have their own chalk. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's like, Jesus, I don't even have my own chalk. They have their own chalk. They have their own like, you know. I have two different pairs of shoes on, uh-huh, like, uh-huh. you know, one, like one top sider and one, they like, had their uh, own t-shirts even. Yeah. They had their own clothes. I'm borrowing clothes, I'm borrowing every clothes day. from everybody else. Um, yeah. but yeah, so, and the way that that certification works is it's a weekend, mm-hmm. but there's like three workouts per day. Was there three or two? I think there were only two. Oh, okay. I know. I remember one big workout and uh, I recalled someone talking about how one of the trainers at the CrossFit gym, when she took her certification, she was the last person to finish the workout. Yeah. And everyone crowded around watching her. And I thought, oh man, I don't want that to be me. Yeah. And then of course I end up picking a weight that is way too heavy for me. So <laughs> I end up being the last person to finish oh, no. the workout. Everyone's crowding around me while I'm finishing my burpees. And all I remember is like, I feel like I'm about to pass out, which 
which I never feel during a workout because I just know when to stop myself right. and yeah. to take that rest period. But this was like, everyone is like cheering me on and I just want this to be done so badly. So yeah. it, it's everything around me is getting kind of fuzzy and black. Oh, no. I'm about to pass out. And all I remember, all the faces around me, it truly felt like that moments in a movie when like the main character is about to get knocked out or something. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was big. Or what if you, instead it's of so passing funny. out, you just quantum leaped and that's how that started for you. <laughs> it's so funny because that's meant to be a support. Yeah. But a lot of those people. It didn't feel like support at all. Uh, it's like, it feels judgment. Yeah. You're like, come on, we've, I've been done for 45 minutes. Yeah. Or whatever. It's tough. If you're kind, I'm like that maybe shyer in some respects where I don't like to be fussed over, you know, yeah. like I'd rather just quietly struggle through my workout yeah. on my yeah. own and then I'll finish, but don't, I don't need people clapping for me. It feels yeah. weird. I, um, unless I'm winning. Yeah. Then I was I, like, I was so focused I when I got my certification over there to like do everything RX and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then it was very stressful to make sure that you didn't finish last. I like finished like, I, and I would gauge, you know, and you like, you can't help but gauge everybody around. Right. And, uh, you know, you'd see some people and you're like, oh, they look big, but they don't know the movements. So, yeah. yeah. And that's the interesting, the interesting thing about the CrossFit certification is anybody can get it. Yeah. There were people there who had never done CrossFit in their life who were right. going to get certifications. Like one guy said he'd watched um, a 60 Minutes episode where... <laughs> Greg Glassman, there was an interview with Greg Glassman, the owner of CrossFit or creator of CrossFit. Um, And he was like, well, I'm going to go get my certification. Yeah. That's all it took for him. Some people were getting their certification just so they can be part owners of a gym. So they weren't even there to, you know, be a trainer, but so that they have the certification so they can open up a CrossFit gym. I heard like an orangutan, like, got it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it's just like, I mean, and then it was like, Show me in the rule books where it says an orangutan can't get a CrossFit. And at that point, you're like, well, it's a orangutan who can talk. Yeah. So. <laughs> he uh, signed it. Fair he, enough. He signed yeah. like he did the sign language yeah. for it. But still, communicated with us. Yeah. Probably could be, you know. Yeah. His and body works differently, so his mobility is different. Right. But. Different mobility, but he had cared for a kitten, you know. And oh, that, so that was like a big oh, so news story. Fair. Yeah, he's yeah. fair. Yeah. Fair, and, fair and the part that I remember the most about the certification was the exam, the final exam at the end. And, um, we're all sitting, um, in seats in, in rows and they're passing out the exams and writing on the chalkboard. Like you have this minute, this, this much time. And I turned to Cullen and I was like, oh, this is just like taking the LSAT. And, um, someone like had, who I guess was also like a lawyer had taken it. And he commented like, well, this is very different. And I thought, yeah, I actually am extremely, like, I'm way more nervous about this one. Like, this is the <laughs> one that I want to pass. Yeah. This yeah. is the thing that I actually care about. That's I funny. love fucking Perry Mason saying, it's actually very different. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I know, hey. you fucking idiot. Also, I'm not talking to you, bro. Yeah. I'm talking to Cullen. <laughs> yeah, turn around, Matlock. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's a different, the test has a different name and it's a different everything. Hey, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be sitting inside of a gym like this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where'd you take your house at? Anyways. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then you got your certification and and then you started training. You started doing funny and fit. Funny and fit. Like first real teaching experience. And one of the scariest too, um, when I first started, I was doing funny and fit, but I was also offering classes um, at the Silver Lake Reservoir just to get people, just to get known, I guess. Um, Yeah. 
And I remember those first few weeks that I would just like post on Facebook, like, hey, uh, Saturday at 9 a.m., 9, 10, 11 a.m., come to Silver Lake Reservoir in the meadow, little meadow area, and um, we'll do a workout. So one person came, and she ended up being a client that I worked with for like a couple of months. Um, we would just meet at the park. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, and that was, I just remember all of those first few classes just being the most terrifying thing. I would have to rehearse what I was about to say Uh and just being nervous about saying the wrong thing or not knowing how to like demonstrate movements and just feeling like a dumbass essentially. Sure. I mean, because it feels weird. You always feel like a fraud when you first start. Like you just don't trust that you know as much as you do, Uh you know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And and like, especially at a CrossFit gym, usually the first thing that you start doing there is like their on-ramp program or their like beginners mm-hmm. or their fundamentals classes. And because like you're dealing with people that um, haven't done it before. And it's nerve wracking because you also don't want to have that have bad fundamentals going into the regular class. Right. Oh, yeah, there's that. Yeah, your responsibility yeah. for the, you know, set, setting them up to be efficient in their exercise for the right. rest of their life. Yeah. You know? But I think I also got really used to working with people who had never done any type of exercise or anything like CrossFit CrossFit before Yeah. because then I thought like, oh, well, they don't know what's right and wrong. Sure. I can totally (laughs) like, I could, um, well, not mess up, but I can teach them my way and it's like, they'll trust me no matter what. And I don't mean that in like a negative way. We always pay first. (laughs) So let's get the money out. (laughs) But like that way too, it's like, oh, I forgot to tell them to put their weight in their heels. You can say it now. Yeah. And, um, a trainer that I worked with, his name was Kyle. I worked with him the majority of the time. Like he was kind of like my mentor. Uh, we would do the on-ramps and at first I would shadow him. And then eventually when I was teaching, like he would observe me. And then after every on-ramp we would sit and talk and it was after hours at the gym. So we would just have the gym to ourselves. We would spend the next 30 minutes like talking about what happened and why a person moves the way that they do. And I just remember it feeling like, oh man, like, I wish that I had been this passionate about something when I was in college and I'd gotten this, this like one-on-one, like this is where the real teaching experience and the learning experience comes in. So, yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, that's the, that's the challenge, right? If you can get that passion for something and the enthusiasm that comes with it, it's like you can work endlessly at things and, you know, and be, get yourself in great shape and become an excellent trainer and all that. You know, it's right. you're, you're finding your love in that. Whatever it is, whatever profession or avocation or vocation you choose, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, finding that. So then now we're at the present and you're um, training, you're uh, still doing funny and fit and you're doing mm-hmm. all this stuff. But for you personally in your workout, uh, you've been focused on meditation. Yeah, correct? yeah. Um, this is not from a conversation we had prior no, to the podcast. This is all. just... I'm assuming that that's what would be the next step. Right. Next you seem, logical step. Yeah. You seem very enlightened. Philosophy. Philosophy. Um, you seem very philosophy. Um, <laughs> you know, communications. Obviously, um, pop physique, CrossFit, meditation. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's it. So, very logical. Yeah, yeah. Um, logical through line. Yeah. So, after I wrote my novel, um, you know, All right, my- <laughs> we get it. Jesus oh, Christ. Boy. Calling it a novel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How many sentences are you going to be- begin like that on yeah. this <laughs> After uh, finishing my novel in the <laughs> Alps. 
I mean, I wrote it in Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) Nothing like the Alps, the Atwater one. Yeah. So what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast was I would do Funny and Fit, then I would have a gap of time in between um, a client and Funny and Fit. So I would go to Dunkin' Donuts, which was like right off the five or the five freeway where I would be just hopping on um, on my way over to my next client. I would just spend the hour and a half writing. And that's how I ended up uh, completing that because I would take three days a week to really just sit. And I had that designated time that was already, you know, already there available to me. Um, So after I had written that, and for me, I felt like that was a very therapeutic thing to do because it was a bit of a semi-autobiography of my like adulthood and my experiences with like life and change and growing up and like falling in love with the wrong people. And um, Jamba Juice. Jamba Juice is in there. Jamba Juice is in there. Reba to Becky to Beck is in there. That's what the whole book is about. Yeah. Just transformation from like <laughs> Becky to I don't Beck, know why Reba. I'm throwing Reba in there. <laughs> I like Reba. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like it. Doesn't so, fit you. Doesn't fit you. It's yeah. a fun name to say, though. It is fun to say Reba. Reba. But uh, what kind of person is Reba? Like, is that someone who you would be sitting with right now talking to? No, I, I don't know. Who, other I only than, know McIntyre. Same here. So then it feels like you'd always be biting McIntyre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The apple. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, after I had written, I had written that, um, it kind of felt like this is the time in my life where I just need to start making very important changes in my life. Um, started meditating, probably wasn't doing it right, but I had never done it before. And the idea of just sitting and like my interpretation of it was that I would just be doing nothing sure. for like five, 10 minutes. And Turn I off. thought, I thought, how does anybody do that? Cause every time I close my eyes, like all of my thoughts sure. would just mm-hmm. be coming at me. Um, so when I first started doing it, what I would do was and this is not what I do now, but was kind of a great starter point was I would close my eyes and I would just visualize the ocean and a boat with all of my thoughts and all of my problems, all of my worries, and just visualize it floating away and like going off away out now, in the distance. Like the pirate ship and Goonies at the end. <laughs> but my question is this. On the boat, are you picturing words? No, I'm just like picturing. sentences that are getting piled onto a boat. Does that make sense? Because I'm worried of what I'm thinking. Like, okay, okay, I'm thinking of these thoughts on a boat, but it's like, is it the people? Like, if I'm worried about a person, mm-hmm. is that person on that boat that I'm trying to push away? Everything is on okay, that boat. Got it's, it. it's just a boat, but every little thing that is, is that like, it, yeah, everything from your life, everything that you're struggling with, it's all on the boat. It's going away, who knows where it's going away from you. Anytime a thought comes or like you feel distracted, um, I would just throw it on the boat. Like so I know that's like pretty, a weird, so I know it's a weird way of putting it. The is boat the is boat always, moving? the boat is moving and it's always far away, but I'm just like, you need to just go on that boat. And it, yeah. And usually and, that thought can jump to the boat. Yeah, for sure. So it's not that That's a great thing about right. brains. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I was like, how far is the boat? Or can you throw every thought pretty far? Yeah. And then another thing I would do is I would just picture blackness and then just numbers. So every, after every breath, like one, then two. And then if I got distracted, I would start over. I would stop, begin at one, then two. Wow. Um, so I was very sporadic about. And how did you learn that? Was this just like through self? You just kind of like, like you yelped it, right? You yelped it. (laughs) (laughs) 
If um, you want to meditate, then you should have thought about that before you started writing the move book. Move to Pacoima. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I just found a couple of articles that I was like, all right, this seems like and this folk, a good yeah. way to do sure. it. Um, and I wasn't regular about it, but I started writing like a gratitude list every day and like really trying to appreciate the moment and appreciate what I have because I had found that I was constantly like in the future. Like my mind was always in the future, like feeling like, all right, right now I'm a babysitter and I'm personal training, but I'm not making the amount of money that I want to make. Like one day I'll make that money. One day I'll be a writer. Like all of these things, like just telling myself, and this is why meditation is so important because you are constantly like living in this place that doesn't exist anymore that doesn't exist yet mentally and you're constantly saying like if I had this I would be happier if this was this way I would be happier um and I just wanted to not feel that way anymore I didn't want to like think the grass was always going to be greener on the other side but I never get to that grass yeah yeah um so I started meditating, writing out a gratitude list, um, started going to therapy, cleaning up my finances. I decluttered my entire like bedroom and the apartment I was living in. Like I just went through a ton of changes and it all happened very quickly, but it felt like the right thing to do. Like once I, like once I decluttered my room, I'm like, all right, well time to work on my finances, fix that up. And was like, all right, therapy time. Now I need to work on the brain. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it wasn't until like earlier this year and like kind of the summer, um, early summer that I decided to really take meditation seriously and implement it into my daily life. So every morning, um, I wake up, I write out my gratitude list, just a few things that I'm grateful for every day. Um, and then I also do this 12 step program. Uh, they have that AEIOU thing. If you guys are familiar with it, I'm not. Um, so in the 12 step program, doesn't matter which, uh, program it is, um, you, uh, are given like AEIOU, like, have you been abstinent today or what have you done for abstinence today? Um, and, um, if you're familiar with, are you familiar with Brene Brown, the shame researcher? She's really big on like, she had a Ted talk about vulnerability. Vulnerability. Yes. I know that. And then um, communication or like friendship or something. Yeah. Yeah. So she is a shame researcher who wrote a book called the gifts of imperfection on wholehearted living. And the whole book just talks about people who live wholehearted lives, which basically just means that they find ways to cultivate joy and happiness and meaning into, into their lives every single day. And what's her name again? Brene Brown. Okay. And, um, the book just kind of lays out the guideposts on like what these people do. And, uh, one of the things that people do to cultivate meaning and joy into their life is like, they try to avoid numbing themselves. And that could be a number of things that, uh, you do to numb yourself. Like ice, Novocaine, (laughs) um, Novocaine uh, is closer. Sleep sleep on your hands. Um, (laughs) so, (laughs) uh, what else? So, (laughs) I want to hear more. But. I, I can't even think <laughs> of anything else that I'm stuck you. on cold stuff. Yeah, I'm stuck on um, on like you jump in a cold <laughs> lake. Yeah, That's a rubber band around your anything. Yeah, like put a rubber band around your thumb, and then all of a sudden you can't feel your thumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That That's kind it. of stuff. People do that to numb themselves, right? Yeah. 
What does she think about rubber bands around the thumb? <laughs> that could be used as a way of numbing. I yeah. would totally qualify that. Um, but so, you're thinking Novocaine or weed yeah, or so, any kind of like narcotics, so weed, right? Um, weed, it could be Novocaine, alcohol. It could be eating a brownie every uh, single night. I see. Like, so like numbing, uh, like f- uh, finding external stimulation. stimulation. Finding ways, external stimulation or just any way to distract yourself from everything that's going on inside of you and all the things that you're struggling with. You are deliberately trying to avoid the discomfort that is inside Mm -hmm. of yourself and to just be alone is so uncomfortable that you have to eat that brownie or you have to uh, sit on your hands and numb them, whatever you have to do. I mean, Um, yeah. Okay. So she uses like have you been abstinent today? And she says this thing that, um, kind of abstinent, abstinent, like, well, with the 12 step program, it's either like from binge eating or whatever it is that is your vice. Yeah. So what is your numbing? what, What is your source of numbing? Like, have you been abstinent today is kind of what she means. And she, um, she says that, if you are numbing the negatives, you're also numbing the positives, which is why you want to avoid numbing altogether. Like you need ah. to sit and deal with your negatives in order to fully enjoy the positives as well. Yeah. So that, I mean, and especially in the stuff that we talk about regularly here, uh, as, as far as nutrition even is concerned, mm-hmm. you know, like finding it with binge eating or like shitty food, fast food, that kind of stuff. It's like, um, if you, if you're numbing, you know, by eating that shitty food and, and paying attention to that, then you're also not rewarding yourself for eating well. Yes, exactly. Well. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. So A is what have you done for abstinence? Um, at least for me right now, social media is something like I always find that I'm like looking at my phone every moment that I'm alone. Okay. And I do it too much too. Yeah. So, um, I really try to just not look at my phone as much, uh-huh. even if it means like getting back to people like late at night, like replying to text messages and stuff like you that. You mean replying when honest, honestly better than, <laughs> I mean, like that's the thing. It's like, I was just having this conversation of like how, because you can immediately respond, people expect yeah. you to immediately yeah, respond. Absolutely. You text somebody right now, if you don't text within the like 15 minutes, something is wrong. Yeah. And I'm guilty of it too. Like if I'm dating someone and this person does not respond back until like end of the day, even if I know like this person is like out, like working all day long and has like something going on later that day. Later, bro. Yeah. I'm just like, this guy's not into me or I just like make up all of these, like I have all of these reasons why. Yeah. Something is, something has to be wrong. (laughs) If I don't respond to Eugene right away, like within five or 10 seconds, it's just, he just says, okay, cool. (laughs) I also write, uh, anytime he texts me, I say, new phone, who dis? (laughs) (laughs) I don't save his number, man. (laughs) Hey, Eugene and Stanger of the Dumbbells here. Womp, womp, what's up? Hey guys, you better buckle up. Buckle those belts, guys. This is a very cool offering from Sirius XM. From August 23rd to September 5th, you get two weeks of free listening. Yeah, if you have an inactive radio, a Sirius XM radio in your car that you're not using, you don't have, you're not signed up for Sirius XM, you can get on it and get two weeks free. And, and there's over a hundred amazing channels, including the Beatles channel. Um, that's a new one. That's a new one. Coffee House, of course, I've mentioned before. Right, I love the Howard channel. Yeah. There's tons of comedy, music, the 80s channel, all that different stuff. You, you got are, it. 
you're covered. So yeah, this, if that thing's just sitting there in your car and you're not using it, take advantage, guys. Yeah, August 23rd, all the way through September 5th, you can take advantage of this. And you get ama- two amazing weeks of commercial-free music, plus all the talk, sports, comedy, and more. Yeah, it was like, remember as a kid when you'd get like a couple weeks free of like HBO? Yeah. It was like, my parents are so cheap, they never sign up for it. And then like all of a sudden, it was magically on the TV and yeah. it was heaven. And this is magically in your car. In you're your car. sitting in traffic, you're just going for a ride. You've got the best stuff. You got um, you got lithium, if you want to yeah. listen to lithium. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some some 90s pop, some rock, some Stone Temple Pilots in yeah. the boys. Yeah, that's, you got it. You got it. It's all on there. What you have to do is you have to go to www.seriousxm.com slash headgum. Yes. That's where you're going to get your information. That's where you're going to figure out how to sign up and take advantage. Do it. Two weeks free. All right. So what have you done for abstinence today? Number two is E, have you exercised today? Or what have you done for exercise? Okay. Um, A-E? I is what have- Can I guess? Yes. Um, What kind of insurance do you got? (laughs) And are you paying the right premium? You want to take a guess, Eugene? Yeah. Uh, is your index finger up? Yeah. Are you pointing at somebody else? <laughs> Which one of those two? I would is say it? Eugene is. No, oh, I think Ryan might be closest. Yeah, actually. I think I, think I, me, I was moment. passing the yeah. buck. <laughs> I was pointing at somebody else. <laughs> they should be doing something. Um, I is what have I done for myself today? Oh, Ooh. okay. Uh, oh, okay. Me oh, we'll guess it. We'll okay. guess it. Oh, oh okay. Oh, is. Um, uh, have you listened to O Town? Oh, in the near future. In the ne- have you yeah. listened in the near future? Yes. Have okay, you listened? So to it's, the, a, you, it's about the past and the future. You have to be a soothsayer Got to it. know that one. Okay. And I was then, thinking, um, did, what did you buy from Overstock.com? Okay. Between those two, I think. Remember, I mine was O Town in the near future. It's a <laughs> metaphysical guess. component. No, his was, did you did you listen to <laughs> O Town in, the, in the near future? Very important. The tenses on that one. Maybe Eugene on this one Overstock.com. because it is the present. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It is what have I done for others? What, what have I done today? for Overstock.com. What did you buy? Uh, I think it would help O Town if you listened to them in the future. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. We're yeah, both right. But I, you know, I anyway, you're both, yeah. okay. I don't want to bust tie. anybody. Okay. A e i o u. Okay. U is. Uh, do you have any unexpressed emotions? Ooh. Which is a good one because during, the day, that, during, during that, that day. day, on that day. So usually I kind of write a e i o u on every line, and then I draw an arrow toward the next page, and I write out all of my unexpressed emotions. Oh, wow. on, in my journal. That tends um, to be the one that that tends to be. A it's, long, it's a long one. Yeah. yeah. And something about writing out exactly how you feel like you can feel these things and you could think, you know, exactly what's going on inside of you. And then you just write out exactly what's going on. And, you know, even if you're like, I write letters to people sometimes too. Like if I have like beef with somebody or like something is really upsetting me that like, if someone's doing something that upsets me or there's like something going on, um, I just write a letter to that person or like, I'll kind of like, uh, there's also this book called emotional freedom, um, by Mick Jagger. No, he did emotional rescue. Oh, he did. Yeah. Remember that song? Where he just, it's just like he talks it. He's, he just talks the whole song. Like I'm coming to your emotional rescue. Ah, that sounds familiar, dun, but I don't dun, remember dun, this song. Dun, 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 dun. That's not going to Never help. heard that one. <laughs> not going to help. It's uh, by Dr. Judith Orloff. Um, she is. Oh, from uh, the Golden Girls. <laughs> oh no, that's where she went to college. <laughs> she's a, uh, she's like a, 
she's interesting. She's an energy psychiatrist. So oh, wow. she is a big believer. Sounds fake. But. <laughs> <laughs> she's a pretty big believer in like combining intuition with her practice. Okay. Um, That's cool. As a therapist or as a psychiatrist. Um, and she has this great book called Emotional Freedom. Like I highly recommend it just for the exercises that are in it. It tackles how to... Um, release yourself of all the negative energy in your life. And she talks about like going toward the calm. It's so much harder to just tell yourself, go toward the calm than to like get away from the inner, the negative energy because sure. it's so loud. It's so much louder than calm. If, um, would she think it was healthy if, uh, there was somebody I, I hated and wanted to do everything I could to ruin their career? Yeah, that'd be unhealthy. That'd be unhealthy. Yeah. Okay, all right. Very unhealthy. Is, is that it, what's going on right now? No, you feel that but way? I just always think it's funny when like you hear about stories about other people trying to ruin people's yeah. careers. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's interesting that they can care that much about yeah. something, you know. Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah. Oh god damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's A E I O U. And then A-E-I-O-U. what's the sometimes you why? guys got real quiet when I and- asked. <laughs> what's the sometimes why? The why is this one's a stretch. It's, yeah, what have I done? Or what's something cool that's happened today? And that's why it's only sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the reason why I brought up emotional freedom is because there are exercises in there that you can like kind of utilize to tackle your unexpressed emotions. Like okay. if you're jealous of someone, you can kind of like get really deep in like say like, state the person's name, state why you're jealous of them and be pretty sincere and then like call out your insecurity. Like what insecurity inside of myself is causing this? So you make it about yourself and then you kind of unravel what the real issue is at hand. So unexpressed emotions, that little section, I kind of utilize that book as well to like kind of guide me through tackling those. One more time, what's that book called? That's awesome. It's called Emotional Freedom. Emotional Freedom. And then the other book- um, by Orlarf. But that was that's emotional freedom by Judith Orloff. And then um, the gifts of imperfection. You might be right. I don't no, know no, what I'm her wrong. actual I'm name wrong. is. You're right. The, gifts of, imper- the gifts of imperfection by Brene Brown. Brene Brown. Yeah. Brene Brown. Yeah. And then I liked her vulnerability TED Talk. People should look that up too. It's really it's good. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely. Like anything written by her. She also has this book called Dare Greatly, which is all about shame and oh, vulnerability. Yeah. It's super good. We have good. that book in our house. You got that you in your house? It. Yeah. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> it's in my house. That's good Get enough. Get it on Audible. Oh, with yeah. our promo code, Dumbbells. Oh, we're not, we don't have that. Okay. Speaking of, though. Ooh. That's an audio clip that we do have. That's something that we do have. Guys, that's our five-star motivational marker. Uh, it's pretty much going to be... Um, um, uh, sound effect city from this point on. Yeah, sound effect city. Prep yourself. Prep yourself for a whole lot of sound effects because we're going we're, we're going right after each other. Okay, we're gonna, uh, but, hammer, we're gonna hammer through first, this. Uh, that's our five star motivational marker. So if you know the podcast, listen to the podcast. You know that this is when we give you a shout out to three people who have uh, rated and reviewed us five stars on iTunes um, with some personal motivation. Yeah. Um. So why don't we go ahead and do that? Uh, here are the three. Uh, Stanger, you want to start? Let's do it. Emily, May 20. May I say, please do 20 more reps, Emily, because you ain't done yet and you got a lot more to go, baby. Nice. 
Nice. Uh, Beck, you want to do the next one? Or you oh my do gosh, I don't know if I can no, do, do it. No, well. do it in your voice. Don't, do, you do don't it. have to do it in Stanger's <laughs> yeah. voice. Please. Do I say something to them? Yeah, 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 whatever you want. You can make it conversational. You could you could make it like, like I just try to do that because um, if I figure if I embarrass myself early on that you'll feel safe. <laughs> yeah. So okay, feel free it, if you want to do the second or the third one on that list. It's up to you. Okay. Ready? All right, sure. All right. Fish stand up. Be who you are because who you are is enough. Ooh. Really good. Real good. Smart. Real good. Real real inspirational. Inspirational and actually they can use that. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was just empty calories. Yeah. <laughs> you ready for an even worse one? <laughs> the kitty bird, kitty bird, kitty bird, fly like a bird named Katie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily make the most sense. <laughs> it's just there to be you, somewhat you, friendly. You finish them every time the same way where you say, hey, right? You guys know what I mean? <laughs> you're constantly, you, immediately, the second you're done, you're looking for acceptance. I'm fine with myself, man. I am fine with myself. Hey, if you want your um, iTunes handled read out loud with a custom piece of motivation, all you have to do is rate and review us on iTunes. And it'll happen eventually. Yeah, we will find your review on there. We will pull your name out, and us and the guests will say something fun to you to motivate you. Because we like people to exercise while they're listening, but we don't demand it. Yeah, what do we do? We we say, hey, if you're doing it, already doing it, an hour into this podcast, congratulations. If you haven't started exercising yet, but would like to, mm. this is a gentle nudge. Yeah, maybe time to do it. Maybe this is time mm. to do it. Maybe you do it now. Yeah, maybe this is the point where yeah, uh, and you start your exercise. Take a picture of the exercise happening or we do not believe it happened. No, nope. hashtag. I, somebody said pics or it didn't happen. Yes, please. And then we will retweet it as pic proof. As pic proof. We love um, it. We'll retweet it on our Twitter feed, pic yeah. proof. So, um, but thank you so much for everybody who has rate re- re- and reviewed us. Yeah, it helps us out. Uh, and listeners uh, who love the show. So thank you very much. Um, uh, why don't we jump right into the next segment then, uh, which is also for the people that listen to this podcast. And that's weighing in. Have you ever heard this song before, Beck? Never. No. It sounds like a royalty-free song. <laughs> that's that's I, that's not intended to be an insult. It was though. It was an insult, and you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound royalty free. Uh, that's by the band Fish. Are you a Fish fan? Fish no, fan? No, I'm not. No, uh, I know so many people who are Fish fans, though. I feel like I should be one. Guess what? You won't find one in this room because <laughs> we're not. But that song's called "The Wait," and yeah. uh, Trish loves Fish. Trish loves fish. Yeah. They're great. I get it. I get, we, I always feel like I have to say this. They're good musicians. Yeah. I get that. But that did sound royalty free, <laughs> which is the best dig yeah. ever. Best ever. Uh, what you got, Stanks? Okay. This is coming to us from Kate J. Hi, Eugene and Ryan. I've been losing and gaining weight over and over since I was in high school. I dealt with bulimia for many years until finally taking control of my eating habits last year. Now I'm 23 years old and I have no longer binge eat, but I have trouble saying no to bad foods for fear that I'll be restricting myself and want to binge. So while I may not be baking and eating two dozen cookies at home, I will stop into Starbucks for a cookie I'm craving, which is often. I'm happy I can manage it more than before, but I can't lose weight this way. If I can force myself to tone the cravings down and exercise a lot, 20 plus miles a week, 
um, plus weightlifting and yoga, I can get myself down from 150 to 135. I'm five foot four BTW, which I'm told means by the way. That was me saying that, and I know that it means that. Okay. But I always eventually tire from the routine after a few months, and I gain the weight back. At this point, I've hit a wall. Each time I try to motivate myself, it quickly fails because I feel so discouraged from all the times I've tried and failed before. I would like to lose the weight for aesthetic reasons, but I know I'm not getting any younger, and the more I push off getting things together, the harder it's going to be for me to keep my habits in check uh, when it will seriously affect my health. I just feel so stuck and I don't know what to do. If you have any ideas, I'm willing to give them a try. Thank you for your help. This is from Kate. Great. And the, the, que- the, the question on the subject line, is this even possible? Is this even possible? Um, Kate, thank you for the question. Um, Beck, do you have anything off the yeah, bat that you yeah. can think of? I'm, you know, as a woman who has definitely had like body image issues. Okay. Um, and, you know, today I was working with a client who like the entire session, I was like her personal trainer for like 20 minutes of the session and like an ear for her to talk to for the remaining hour because we were talking about basically what it is to like be a woman aging and struggling with like being in the entertainment industry and having to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't want to go back to like Brene Brown or anything like I'm like, you know, dishing her work, but she does write and dare greatly that, um, you know, something like when we talk, when she talks about shame, she mentions the difference between what men go through and what women go through. And women are constantly shamed into being everything. You have to be beautiful. You have to be, uh, you have to have a great career. You have to be a family oriented person. You have to be like all of these different things. And, um, how does anybody find the time to be anything? Um, And so we were kind of talking about that today and I told her that I asked her like, when you come in here or like when I come to you, are we working out so that you can like move your body and be active and be healthy? Are we doing it for long-term reasons or are we doing this for aesthetics? Because you seem to be really upset about the way you're looking. And she didn't totally like have the answer for me. She was kind of like, well, this is just how I feel right now. Sure. Um, like, I just don't feel great about my body. I love what we're doing, but I just don't feel great. And what I told her is like, honestly, like it's not the workout. It's not your eating habits. It's not those things that are making you feel the way that you do. Like when you are trying to work out for aesthetic results, it's, it's a mental thing. It's coming from your head. Not saying that like it's coming from like, it's all in your head, but it's coming from that feeling of like, I'm not good enough the way that I am. And when kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, when you're constantly reaching into the future and thinking like, when I've lost like 20 pounds, I'll be happier. When I've, you know, finally achieved that strict diet and followed it properly, then I'll be happier. Um, I think practicing being happy with who you are now and accepting that like you are enough, um, And like, yeah, you may not be exactly where you want to be at the moment, but you'll get there as long as you take really good care of yourself mentally and just tell yourself every day that, you know, it's okay to have that cookie. But as soon as you have that cookie, just like, you know, just keep working hard. Don't let that one cookie that you got from Starbucks, like make you feel like you've just totally lost everything because it's not the cookie and it's not the working out. It's the way you feel about yourself ultimately. 
I got nothing more. That's exactly. I mean, that's yeah. great. Yeah, I don't. I don't and think and that was advice from Beck, who wrote a book, a novel, <laughs> in a Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. So if she's able to do that, like Kate, yeah, Katie. It's the old thing: wherever you go, there you are. Yeah. So even if you did get down to that one thirty-five, if you haven't done the work on yourself, it's you're still going to be there. You're still going to be not satisfied. And listen, yeah. you also brought up the fact that you had already. Um, focused on and have dealt with uh, issues in the past. Right. Um, and you've, you've overcome those. So like be happy and be proud of what you've already accomplished and know that sure, if you want to eventually lose that 15 pounds, um, don't stress about it having to happen in the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. Just focus on where you are um, and how hard you work and keep going. Yeah. And whatever you're doing, whatever work you've done so that you're not binge eating, you have to be proud of that. And that's yes. paramount. Like focus, focus in on that. So if, if you're being too aesthetically driven or you find yourself shifting towards that, or if there's some kind of exercise that you do that triggers that steer clear. And then, and then if this routine is unsustainable and you quit because you keep failing from it, then find a new routine because it says chasing an unsustainable routine yeah. is, is a fool's errand. Oh, so I'll just find something that's le eventually that weight will come off. Yes. Find something that's less grueling that you actually when, enjoy. Yeah, When working out becomes the thing that you like genuinely enjoy doing and you're not even thinking about it, like that's the workout that you yeah. need yeah. to do. Not the thing that you think is going to like help you lose the weight right. the fastest. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's not about fast. It's about permanent. About permanent. That's it. So find something you love doing that yeah. you can do all the time. I mean, I appreciate the fact that you're so focused on doing it now or focused on uh, like working so hard because you, you don't like when you're getting older, you don't want to worry about yeah. it, but you're young. You're yeah. 23. I think 23 she's... is very young. Yeah. So I'm, I'm 24. Yeah. He's 24 <laughs> and he's feeling it. In I'm his feeling knees. it. I'm feeling. Yeah. I mean, um, a lot of people tell me I look good for 24. Uh, like, I've, I mean, I've heard 18, 19. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah you look, uh, you look good for 20. You look okay for 24. You look horrible for 18 or 19. Yeah. Great for 24. Horrible. Great for, but for I do 20. eat a lot of bee pollen. Keeps me young. Great. Shout out to the bees. Good. Uh, if you have a long form question like that, um, go ahead and ask us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com. If you have a shorter form question, you can do so on Twitter, 140 qu uh, characters or characters. <laughs> or last, that's part of our superset. Quack, 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 quack. quack. You love Q U. Do, do you know this song? Missy Elliott. Yeah. Love it. This Not royalty free. No, no. This, this is going to cost us a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Headgum. Cost Headgum a it's lot gonna of money. It's going to cost Headgum $1 million. Uh, this is coming to us from at MDV2K. Mm, maybe change it. Uh, Mario Vargas. Nah, I like it. Uh, this says at the dumbbell. Sometimes my body shakes when I'm holding a sit up um, or a push up. Is that a problem? How can I stop it? Hashtag superset. Who? Uh, yeah. Not, uh, a pro not a problem. Not a problem. Yeah. Uh, that just means that you're working hard. Yeah. Um, if you're shaking, you know, like it's probably some stability issues. Mm -hmm. So uh, make sure that your, you know, that your your glutes, uh, if you're like in a a push up position, that you're in like a uh, that your glutes and your quads are engaged in that position. Like sometimes people release their legs, yeah, uh, in a push up position, and uh, it takes your balance off. So your legs have to be. Um, engaged, uh, your core has to be very uh, well engaged as well. And uh, if if you're letting any of that drop, it's going to uh, cause even more shaking. Um, 
But the first time that you engage all that stuff, it's going to cause your whole, like, those areas to shake as well. So get prepared for that. Yeah, Beck, what do you think? Um, did, the, did the tweeter mention how long they'd been working out? Yeah, what's up with that tweeter? Oh. <laughs> uh, let's did check they in say on. how long they have been working out? Because, he, like, I'm I, just thinking, like, maybe, like, how what reps? Like, how many reps have oh, they yeah. been doing? It I'm just be wondering like if... Further fatigue. It could be fatigue or... Yeah, he didn't mention how long you've been working out. Just says sometimes my body shakes like when I'm holding a sit up um, or a push up. Is that mm-hmm. a problem? And how can I stop it? Yeah, it I, just I, sounds like he's working really hard. Yeah, which yeah. is not a bad thing. Yeah, as long you just be careful. Make sure your back isn't structurally compromised. I mean, usually that's happening when you're either don't have the muscle 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 strength muscle strength muscle Uh-oh. strength, baby. Guess who's dumb or the um, or the endurance yes. which will come. Um, if you keep pressing through that. Yeah. So just make sure that you're not structurally compromised, but otherwise, you know, shake away and you'll get better at it. Yeah. If you're doing a complex movement and you're shaking, maybe simplify the movement a little bit until everything catches up like it should. Yeah. And then there's even, you know, versions of stabilization that are like maybe less severe or less extreme that you can kind of experiment around with, but otherwise it's normal and it's not anything to be worried yeah. about. The one thing I would say not to do is do not speed up either of those movements though. Yeah. Because then you're just working past the muscles that uh, are needing to be engaged. Yeah. Great. I like it. Cool. Cool. Um, great. Um, so if you have any questions for us, uh, you can go ahead and ask us on Twitter at the dumbbells. That's also the same for Facebook and IG. Uh, IG. Um, Beck, do you have anything that you want to plug before we go on this episode? Oh gosh. Um, what about them books, them novels? Uh, I'm working yeah. on a novel right now. Um, it, it's not going to be out yet. I That's wrote okay. a manuscript and which was all the stars on fire and it's, it's not ready. So okay. I took a break writing something else. So right now, um, what about your first book? Yeah. Where, if you, if you want, it? if you want to pick up a fantastic mess of everything, uh, it's available Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Uh, the audiobook is coming out soon. I can't tell you exactly when yet, but, um, yeah. It's available right now, Kindle, and um, is Will Smith the one that's doing the reading it? Wouldn't that have been amazing? I think he. I mean, the it is like from the perspective of a college aged girl, but I think he would have done a really great job. Sure, yeah, it would have been interesting. I mean, it would have been a choice. You know, choice. Um, Okay, so then you can find that anywhere. Just search the name. Yes, a fantastic okay. mess of everything. Twitter? Medina. Uh, my Twitter is beckmedina.com, and so is my Instagram. Great. Do you post fitness stuff on there ever? Uh, in the um, in the story section, I do. I'm not a big poster anymore just because like I get too involved oh, yeah. with the trying, likes. And you're yeah. trying to like not yeah. look at your phone as much. If there's some people in Los Angeles, in the comedy community, that want to do uh, Funny and Fit, Fit and Funny, uh, how do they get involved? Um, so you can email me at hello at beckmedina.com uh-huh. and um, just let me know like what you want to do if you want to get started right away or if you want to test out a class. Um, I do offer like it's a, like a free first like try it out and see if you like it. If Very you like cool. it, then you can just sign up. It's uh, $45 for the entire month for to commit to two days a week or $60 a month to commit to three days a week. And, um, yeah, a lot of cool people. We meet at seven 45 in the morning, um, in North Atwater park. Um, so yeah, just email me and then I'll send you some information and then you can show up and we'll have a good time. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Um, yeah. And to reach us, ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. 
Um, and social media, we already said it, the, at the Dumbbells. Yeah, so on behalf of myself and Eugene, the Dumbbells, and our wonderful guest today, Beck Medina, we would like to remind all you people listening out there to train dirty, eat clean, and live in between. Fish stand up. Be who you are because who you are is enough. That was a HeadGum Podcast.